wasn't fun? That was business. This is pleasure. <laughs> All right, here we go. And welcome back to the podcast, Everything You Never Needed to Know About Movies, Music, and Theater. I'm your host, Matt. And can you feel a love tonight? I really hope you can. The world is crumbling before us, but we need more love in this world. We really do. Um, tonight, we're going to go into something very serious, very stalwart, and very important. We're going to have a very important discussion. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about Disney songs. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm really excited tonight because tonight we're going to do uh, top 10 Disney songs from Disney movies. So these are songs that are in Disney movies that are kind of in the Disney canon that you hear. And we'll talk about them, talk about the movies that they come from. And funny enough, my guest and I, we have very completely different um, um, lists. Like you're going to hear um, 20 different songs plus uh, 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 six honorable mentions that do not match up. It, this is absolutely amazing and I love it. And it shows the difference of people and their opinions. But let me introduce my guest. She is a director, uh, also an actress that I've had the pleasure of working with and I will be working with again now as a stage manager. And she's been on the podcast before. So please give it up for Meg. Meg is back. <laughs> My Disney expert. So we've already talked top 10 Disney movies, animated movies. We've talked uh, Pixar movies. So now we're going into to the songs. Yeah, no Pixar songs, only Disney songs. <laughs> um, oh, I actually have a Pixar song, but it made the honorable mention. It made honorable mention. It's fine. You um, Pixar songs and it's okay to lump them in with Disney. Well, they're all part of the same thing. And, and the... Um, <laughs> And the Pixar song I chose is one that came after the whole rigmarole with, with yeah. Pixar, <laughs> um, which I think a friend of mine might be working on a play about, which would be really interesting, the fight of Pixar and Disney. I, I hope he, he truly is. Um, but anyway, Meg, it's great to have you back. Great to oh, have you back. And we're gonna we're gonna get right into this top ten Disney songs. Yeah. Um, now, did you besides just being tuneful? Did you have any criteria for your list? I started off trying to focus on songs that were sung like within the world of the movie by the characters, as opposed to um, just like played in the background to set the mood tone songs. But I think one or two of those kind of weaved its way in maybe to an honorable mention, because I just loved it so much I had to put it in there. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, looking at your your list and even my list, I don't, all the songs move the plot, either the plot or they kind of make a statement. And both of us yeah. are, are obviously work in theater, worked in musical theater. So all these songs tend to have a element of theatricality to them. I mean, you know, beyond Lin Manuel and Alan Menken, you have a, you know, the majority of them are Alan Menken, Lin Manuel songs. I think for myself as well, and some Elton John. So, yeah. 
Um, all right, well, we're gonna start with our honorable mentions. Um, again, our lists are completely different, so this is gonna be really fun. So uh, first honorable mention uh, coming at you from uh, uh, Meg, uh, coming at you. Yeah, so this is the one exception to all of the song within the universe songs, and that is Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride, Lilo and Stitch. Um, I went back and forth with this one. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause. Sorry. Are you going to play it? Yeah, I'm playing it, but I, I didn't share my sound, and I'm playing in the background, so. Oh, no. Okay, um, hold on. What just happened? Okay, this is the first time I'm using Spotify for this, so we're going to cut all that. All right, uh, so uh, first I will mention is coming at you, so wait till it plays, and then I'll, I'll slide it down. Don't you derogate or deride. You're in my world now, not your world. And I got friends on the other side. He's got friends on the other side. As an echo, gentlemen. Okay, so talk to me about this one. This is Friends on the Other Side from Princess and the Frog. I don't want to take, but I think it is one of the best villain songs um, from a Disney character. It is just full of theatrics, epic singing, epic visuals. Um, it's so, like, it almost sounds like a different song at some points. Mm. Uh, but it blends so well together. And it fits the tone, the time period, the style of the movie so well. And it just really highlights um, what a villain song should be. And it's one of the rare songs that the um, um, that the well, I, I guess less with Disney, but it's one of the rare songs that the voice actor is actually singing. There's no yes. singing voice of it. It's Keith. It's Keith David singing. You know, I got friends on the other side. Yes, yes, yes. And, and it's yeah. not like a, it's not one of those like itchy villain songs. That's like fun. But a villain song, it's like a villain song. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it moves the plot forward. He tells he tells uh, Naveen's uh, uh, fortune and, and his uh, his manservant. And then it goes into the, oh, are you ready? Favorite part, favorite part. <laughs> no. Central. Great, uh, great honorable mention. All right. Uh, I had to fit it in there somewhere. I absolutely love it. All right, honorable mention number two for that. <laughs> This is just classic Disney. It's classic Disney is what it is. Great classic. Um, just the, the beginning of it, immediate Disney. When I hear it, I know Disney. Uh, I had this like CD-ROM DVD as a kid that was called the Disney Park Explorer. And I would plug it into my little Mr. Mac all the time. And one of the first things that would play is an instrumental version of Once Upon a Dream. So when I hear that now, I'm just like, ah, yes. 
I, I had the same exact CD-ROM, <laughs> um, but more but more than that, when I used to when we used to mail away mail away that's how old I am mail away for the um, Disney uh, Disney World vacation videos that used to be VHS. This was like the, the always the first one that came the the swooping waltz sound to it. Good solo princess song too, and I just love Aurora's singing voice so much. Cause it's kind of different from a lot of the princesses prior to her or around that mm. time it's like, deeper it's a little deeper deeper yeah. yeah yeah give us a deeper voice ladies some love to <laughs> well, and i've i've had a conversation with our uh mutual friend kathy bedard and i've i've said that this is perfectly in her her range because she does have a, a a deeper voice and this would be perfect for her to sing it's a great one yeah. I also I... before it was really <laughs> All right, coming at you with number three on uh, uh, Meg's uh, honorable mention. Coming at you right now. So Hawaiian roller coaster ride. I will say that this was my introduction to island music, and I've loved it ever since. Because this was before I got into steel drums and you know bongo drums and all that kind of stuff. So when I first heard this, I loved this. What? Go ahead, uh, Meg. Oh, I just absolutely love it. It's fun. It's catchy. It's happy. It's everything that encompasses the entirety of the movie. Mm. Yeah, and it, and this was one of those ones I think you were talking about that kind of doesn't move the plot forward, but it sets the mood. You're in Hawaii. That's more of like a plays in the background as opposed to within the universe of you know and sketch. Um, that's mostly Elvis. <laughs> yeah. No, I I hear it, you, but it just sets the tone of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Disney missed the boat on building an actual Hawaiian roller coaster ride attraction. To call it. Well, and the other thing too is because Elvis is so um, mentioned in the movie, you think that the movie would start with Elvis, but I love that it starts with this. And there's a little bit of old rock Elvis in there. There's a little bit of the beat is very kind of um, old school rock. Um, all right. So those are. Uh, Meg's uh, honorable mentions. Here comes my first honorable mention at you. I've watched a happy pair of lovers walking in the night. They had a kind of glow around them. It almost looked like heaven's light. I knew I'd never know that warm and loving glow though i might wish with all my might no phases hideous okay so um this is uh heaven's light right into uh hellfire um i i've stated before on this podcast multiple times the hunchback of notre dame is by and large the most underrated disney movie out there it is brilliant it was it's majestic 
I, I, to me, it's my number one Disney film ever. I love this movie so, so much. It speaks so much to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, I, yeah, I remember getting this in in stores when it came out on on VHS and putting the minute we got home. Actually, I bought it at um, my parents let me buy it at um, at BJ's at BJ's wholesale. And I, when we came home, I put it right in. And by the time they had brought all the groceries in and put everything away, I was already at this this song and and this uh, this moment. And I love this movie so much. I will always love this moment. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah um and and it's it's a grown-up song it's a it's a real grown-up honest song about someone having emotion and realizing that he'll never find love because of how he looks or how he how he perceived is, is looking and that goes right into a person of power feeling power being seduced by power and, and not knowing what to do with it and trying to find his humanity within the, pr the process of it sure let's talk about epic villain songs hellfire is also one of them it, it, that is the most epic and which is so funny to me that it made it in a disney movie yeah <laughs> hellfire but then again i grew up in a catholic household so we were like like you could talk you could say hell but it had to be in reference to going to hell and not yeah. and not like oh what the <laughs> hell am i doing yeah, yeah. um all right well, I took also a nod from you for one of my other other, other honorable mentions with um, The Princess and the Frog. Hey. In the South Lane, there's a city way down. Yeah, so Down in New Orleans, uh, again, written by Randy Newman, but sung by Dr. John. It sounds so New Orleans to me, and I love it. And it makes me wish I could play piano better than I, than I can. I can't, I, I'm very, very uh, rudimentary with my piano playing. Um, but I, I love this song so much. And at the minute I heard it, funny enough, I never, I, had the soundtrack to this movie before I ever saw the movie. So the minute this came on, I was like, oh my God, this was, it's great, you know what I mean? So I was really excited to, to start the movie with this and, you know, Dr. John just being from New Orleans and having that New Orleans sound in his voice, you know, the only thing, the only closer you can get to a New Orleans sound for me is, uh, uh, than Dr. John is if you go Tom Waits. But I can't see Tom Waits doing a kid's movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, down in New Orleans. And my last, um, so I actually changed my honorable mentions a couple of times because I love all these songs so much. This one just made it on at the last minute. And it was only because I realized I didn't have any songs for Moana, which I was like, I had some Moana songs in my mentions before. Unfortunately, they'd made it out. <laughs> well, this one makes it because I love it so much, but I but it also just barely makes it over a different song. So let's hear this one. Which one? Let's see if we had the same one. Oh my god, yes. 
Well, Tamatoa hasn't always been this glam. I was a drab little crab once. Now I know I can be happy as a clam because I'm beautiful, baby. Did your granny say, listen to your heart? Be who you are on the inside. I need few words to tear her argument apart. Your granny lied. I'd rather be shiny like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck. Scrub the deck and make it look shiny. I will sparkle like a wealthy woman's neck. Just a sec, don't you know? Fish are dumb, dumb, dumb. They chase anything that glitters. Beginners, oh, and here they come, come, come to the brightest thing that glitters. Mm, fish dinners. I just love free food. Okay, so, so shiny. This is, I'm, this is my jam. The minute I heard this, I love. I have loved. Me and my brother lost our minds when we saw this in the theaters. We were jamming. <laughs> Well, what's funny is I heard Lynn Manuel talk about the fact that he was inspired by the Flight of the Concords with this one. That there was a song the Flight of the Concords did making fun of David Bowie, calling Bowie. And it was like this kind of groovy tune of like, you know, talking about like David Bowie and like, uh, uh, do you, um, um, what does he say? He says like, uh, do you smoke grass in space, Bowie? Or do you smoke astroturf? <laughs> Do you have one spicy jumpsuit or do you have several ch -ch changes? Um, and so Lynn, because he had Jamal uh, Clement as the voice of, of Temato, um, he was like, I'm writing Shiny. And it's hilarious. And there's so many like, because Lynn is so integral, there's so many inner play with all the things, you know, I'm Shiny. Uh, um, on the deck of fun. On the, uh, sparking on the, on the deck. Um, Scrub the deck and make it look shiny. You know, I will spark you like a wealthy woman's neck. Ugh, just a sec. Um, and then it comes to the very end when he goes, um, Maui, now I'm going to kick your hand in. That's the I one that's stuck in my head the most. The whole song is that one. <laughs> so uh, there's another song on my list that there's like one moment that I'm like, if I could, if I had could have just written that one moment in, I would have been done with the rest of my career. I would be like, I don't need to, I'm, I don't need to write anything else. And Lynn just keeps pushing it forward. So this just barely made it over. Um, I'd honestly kind of forgotten about it until you started playing it. And then I realized again how much I loved it. This just barely made the list over um, uh, We Know The Way, which was the first song I heard when um, uh, Maui, uh, the trailer came out. And I, re and I heard that Lynn like, had done it. She the song, like in a good way. Absolutely. And the thing was, when I first saw the trailer, I had not heard Hamilton yet. I had just knew I just knew In the Heights. So I knew Lynn had done In the Heights. I knew he had done this Hamilton piece. And um, and so this trailer came out and this music started going. I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that. And I remember a friend of mine had listened to Hamilton and then she listened to Mo um, Moana and she was like, ooh, I don't care for it as much. But then she listened to it more and she's like, I can't get these damn songs out of my head. <laughs> I, I learned the lyrics to You're Welcome in like 15 minutes. <laughs> I can play shiny and we uh, we know the way on my guitar 
Um, it's really easy. It's really easy, but I can I can teach you. But we we'll, we'll jam out next time we're hanging out. Oh, I'll, 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 pull out, I'll pull out my guitar and do the the shiny bits. Um, please, please. But yeah, um, and 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 the demo is really interesting. If anyone wants to look up the Lin Manuel shiny yeah. demo, because you can tell the story changed I have a little that. bit. Yeah. soundtrack i bought from itunes i do too um okay so those are honorable mentions uh here comes number 10 from uh from meg here we go So zero to hero from Hercules. I will say for the first point, this is the very, besides listening to like old classic rock and roll, which is what I did as a kid. This is the first time I ever knew that an anime and movie could put like quote unquote rock or some kind of rock like a background gospel ballad in yes. in this in a in a movie. Great gospel, and I yeah. love it. It's the gospel truth, but it's zero to hero. <laughs> All right, so talk to me about zero to hero. Oh, it's a Bop. It just makes you want to get up and dance. Um, a great like montage progression song too. Um, like a, a great fun way to show Hercules' progression from zero to a hero to becoming this famous person. Also, just really funny for all like the pop culture references they put in there, like the Air Hercs, like the Air Herc two thousands. I actually made a pair myself. Oh, did you? Uh, wear, yeah, like painted sandals myself to wear those um and it's just such an epic song all these ladies blend together so well oh wow and i don't know if you've ever seen the um the behind the scenes footage of this but they actually filmed actresses like shot for shot singing this and performing it yeah. and oh my god they served they were, what the kids say these days they ate and they left no crumbs <laughs> Well, and also you have to realize the singers, the the four, the five singers that they put in here. I mean, you've got Lachance, you've got Cheryl Freeman, you've got uh, Lilius White, who's known far and wide on Broadway. And uh, recently they, um, I think it was on the Little Mermaid um, um, box set, they had like an interview with all, with all of uh, Alan Menken's singers. And one of them was Lilius White. And she said, she said, I'll sing Zero to Hero, but I have to stand up. And she stood up and she just went right into it. It was so yep. amazing. Yeah. And you just can't sing or even dance to sitting down. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, and there, oh. I'll never forget it either, because um, it came up in a Disney trivia um, where it was like, finish the lyric or something. And the lyric was, his daring deeds are great theater. Hercules. Um, and me and my friends had to like sit there and think about it for a second. Considering deeds are great, what? What are they? We had to like sing it a million times before we got it. They're great theater. Those are the best kind of trivia nights. I've, I've done a couple myself too. Um, all right. I there was um tiebreaker we won with the tiebreaker. <laughs> the one trivia night that we that I was really proud of myself that we won was um 
the middle category was Weird Al Yankovic songs, and it was like all his music oh. videos, and he had to tell which ones they were. And this was back when I went to went with my parents before I, I when I was a kid, and my parents were like, "Oh, I don't know." And then I said, "Just give me this thing," and I wrote all the things down, <laughs> gave it back, and not only that, if you got all of them right, you also got an extra ten point bonus so it was 10 points plus another 10 so it was 20 in toto and my mom was like you won the thing here here's your prize you know? nice. so all right here's my uh uh number 10 which again i changed uh relatively right before the i changed my list so much To see the sun and feel this place This place I never thought would feel like home And I ran forever, far away And I always thought I'd end up here alone Somehow the world has changed And I've come home To give you back the things I took from you this show i think i've talked a couple times about treasure planet which i think again is another not as good as um hunchback but still relatively under appreciated and, and um underrated uh disney movie there are parts of it that aren't that great but there are some great moments in that movie um but this is the song that plays at the end when um long john silver has left and he's and jim is thinking about the dad he's never had and you know just thinking about that i just love that sentiment of when you when you feel the sun you know where where you are and with someone like myself who has a lot of abandonment issues and and um various things it's a beautiful sentiment to have and it's 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 i love this song so much and again my rock element comes out i love rock and roll i always have so it, it element it, it pulls to that i can only imagine i don't know do you know the song at all um, I've maybe heard it like once. Um, so I definitely. And I just played it. <laughs> the time I just played it. One time before that, maybe. Um, but that's a, that is a good one. It's really strong vocals too. That yeah. almost feel like almost Trans Siberian Orchestra, almost a little bit with like theatrical vocals with the rock music. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it, it was sung by BB um, Mac on the soundtrack, which is really funny because. I don't know. Um, I can't think of any other songs they've done, but apparently they were big in the '90s. Um, but yeah, I just love it. When I feel the sun, when I see, or when I see the sun, um, I always know where you are. Uh, when I feel the wind, I always know where you are. I just love that sentiment of you know whoever it is. And your um, Mr. Rogers talks always about that person who helped you get to where you are, and when they're not with you you know just think about them so the idea of being able to feel the sun and hear the wind and you know i always know where you are kind of thing i, I just like i just like that sentiment um i'm a sap for that i know i'm, I'm a sap for that kind of stuff uh, <laughs> we're kindred spirits all right uh number nine you know i almost had this song out of my head i'm sorry <laughs> The 
The snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I. Okay, the only thing I'm going to say is that that piano riff at the beginning is almost identical to, um, what was it, 3,000 Maniacs, uh, 1,000 Maniacs or 3,000 Maniacs uh, song, Because of the Night. Listen to Because of the Night by uh, Natalie and Bruyos' original band. It sounds very similar, yeah. Uh, just the, the hold that this song had on us all in like 2011 or whenever this came out, like 12, yeah. I think. Insanity. Um, it is an epic power ballad, if I've ever heard one. Um, it's just like, it just a cultural reset, I guess. I mean, it really Everybody is. Everybody yeah. was singing, let it go, let it go, let it go, even still today. Yeah. Even uh, so not have this on the list somewhere would do it a disservice. Yeah. Even Bruno in um in yep. Kanto makes a makes a reference to let it go. Yep. Everybody. And, and I've I've seen the performance version of the Broadway version and how they do this is spectacular. Oh, oh yeah. They basically spoilers. Um, but they basically like vacuum her dress right <laughs> off. I've seen like the behind the scenes. Oh, they really do. Yep, she'll nice. stand on something special. Um, she won't even do anything. They'll basically vacuum the rip the breath off. It's um, like, oh, look at my sparkle dress now. It's just really funny to me to hear someone try to belt this high. Like, I feel like Idina Menzel is one in a million that can hit those high, high notes. And the poor woman has now made her career singing, like, Defying Gravity, Let It Go, and now, what, Into the Unknown? Um, I feel so... Um, me, but that one also has some belts in it. I feel I feel so bad for this woman. Like she can't not sing a song and belt it. <laughs> like sing live before you can definitely tell she struggles. That she's she's it's getting tiring. It's it's getting it's it's hitting. So, all right, I'm gonna play this next one now. My next one, don't at me yet. Don't come for me. Just remember, I'm a brown skinned dude. And I'm saying that this is, I love the, the song, okay? Here we go. Let me explain this. Let me explain this. No, I see where you're coming from. It's okay. Because <laughs> I have seen, I saw Sound of uh, Song of the South. How? I have no idea. I saw I, half of it like pirated on the internet once. Well, I remember, I don't know when this was, but some Disney channel showed it one day and I remember watching it. I remember I, it was when I had bronchitis when I was like 12 or 13 and I watched the whole movie from beginning to end, including all the bits and what have you. Um, and is the movie absolutely horribly racist? Absolutely. Is it problematic? 
to the nth degree, you know, uh, I could go on and on. And one of these days I'll do an episode of Song of the South just to discuss the problems. But are the songs catchy as hell? Absolutely. You're goddamn right they are. Um, <laughs> um, I love, like, how do you do? I also, my favorite in this melody, because this is a medley, I've just put them all together because they all sound the same to me. But my yeah. favorite is actually the laughing, laughing place, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, I'm trying to think now. It's like a ho 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 ha. We're visiting the laughing place. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Everybody has a laughing place. A laughing place to do. Ho, ho. Take a route and it upside down and you'll find yours. You know, ho ho. Yeah, I love it. I don't know. I just love that so much. And it may be just because when I was, you know, seven and nine is when I went on Splash Mountain and fell in love with the songs and all that. So I was, was like, uh... 12 or 13 when I went on Splash Mountain for the first time and I remember my brother and I just jam into this song after like that first little tiny drop and you go into the dark like actual dark ride scenes all the little fishing birds are like how do you do my brother and I was like yeah. this is before we realized any of the context behind Splash Mountain or the story or anything like yeah. that you were just like yeah catchy music and singing animals yeah I have spent most of my adult career um, trying to keep zippity doodah and some of these songs in the lexicon and so much so if you were to listen to mass mouse fans which you should the podcast that chris rose hosts um every time he introduces me i always sing zippity doodah it's just what has to happen um am i okay with the fact that princess and the bride is the princess and the frog are going to take take over splash mountain absolutely i can't wait to jam out to those songs during the thing i can't I can't wait. I predict that the big drop is going to happen during Friends on the Other Side. Everybody is thinking that, and if they don't do that, I will be a little bit sad. I will be a little bit sad, too. Um, okay, speaking of um, songs that try to bring attention to other other people and other uh, 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 you know indigenous tribes and what have you, let's go to this one. If the savage one is me, how can there be so much that you don't know? You don't know. Okay, Colors of the Wind by Pocahontas. I will say Pocahontas is not one of my favorite uh, Disney movies. Yeah. They kind of do a disservice to the indigenous people, and you know, problematic movies. Yes, <laughs> I'm a I'm a Mayan Indian, and I'm kind of like that's borderline. But the song, but damn me if I if I haven't driven in my car and and rocked out to like Savages or or Mine or any of the songs in there. So, all right, Meg, talk to me about Colors of the Wind. I think it's just a lovely song, um, lyrically great. A good a good message you know hearing that as a kid um and growing up with like that in my background i was like yeah let's not be mean to other people and let's all accept each other and embrace our our differences and all that jazz <laughs> so i think it's it's a good way for kids you know to um get these messages in their heads pretty early um in a in a nice simple disney way uh, that i think disney can do 
it is, it is a little simplistic, but it is a good message to have that, you know, you can, that, you know, especially with things how they are the way they are right now, which we can mm -hmm. both agree are not great. Um, mm -hmm. It's great to have like, even these like little tidbits in pop popular culture that allow mm -hmm. people to be like, just because we're different colors, doesn't mean we're any any different or even if you look at the difference of like you know not to go on a soapbox for a second but like you know the, di the difference between like you know you know uh, uh heterosexuals homosexuals omnisexuals all the different kinds or even genders you know binary non-binary etc etc we're all in in the end we're all the same we're all the same we're all people we've all we've all had different experiences and once we get get over our egos or whatever we could actually live a relatively decent existence but the time to understand each other that's right yeah 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 i was talking to a friend of mine about this on the podcast earlier of saying like all we have to do is just sit down and listen to each other absolutely. yeah yeah absolutely all right so going from this um so <laughs> I, I i don't know if we discussed this but mm -hmm. i being a child of the 90s grew up with a lot of like slow songs slow uh mm -hmm. low tempo songs for like you know like dances we go to to in like middle school and such this cool. song, <laughs> yeah this this song reminds me so much of like a middle school or even a high school like dance or prom like you'd ask your girl to like go, or you'd ask, ask a girl or or a guy or a female whatever works best for you and you'd ask you know person to dance or whatever and this just always reminds me Did you do that the shoulder dance that jesus said <laughs> So this is so close. This is from the movie Enchanted, um, again written by Stephen Schwartz and Alan Menken. Um, I Enchanted sequel. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait. Um, huge celebrity crush, Amy Adams. Big, big celebrity. Crush. Yeah, I. Uh, mm. <laughs> Oh, see, mine, well, before he became problematic, mine was Chris Pratt. Now I think mine might be uh, Jeremy Jordan, but, uh, <laughs> you know. But um, I love, the minute I heard this and the minute I saw this movie, it just hit me so much and I loved it so much. And granted, I saw it when I was in college and I happened at the time, I'll tell the story because my wife knows this. Um, I had a, uh, a crush on a, a girl who looked and acted very similar to Giselle. So I kind of put myself within the context of that um, movie. Uh, it didn't work out, um, obviously, because I'm married to my wife. But um, it, it was it was it was so close. Um, but it was really it was really good. And um, we actually watched the movie multiple times. Her and I. It, it was a friend zone kind of thing, and neither one of us said anything. So it was really hard, you know. Um, but again, college. It is what it is. 
but I, yeah, I can't wait for the for the sequel. I hope there's more songs like this because this is so beautiful. Um, all right, I have to say, this almost made my list, but I took it off because I knew it was on your list. I put it in, I took it out, I put it back in. This is brilliant. And I keep going back to the fact that the dude who wrote the music to this wrote that song. <laughs> Never gonna break my stride. Never gonna do whatever that's. There's no kinship to breaking my stride to this, but it's so brilliant. Um, talk to me about this one. Uh, it is comedic. It's catchy. It's epic. Great. Another one of those good montage songs. The yeah. best way to do a montage is to make it a song. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone uh, uh, made that perfect, uh, the song Montage. <laughs> I <bet they> did. <laughs> and it's just great. Um, oh, my favorite part is like at the end when like the beat drops and they're like, yeah, man, as a forcing rave. It's my favorite. Yeah, and I, I would get on the fact that the dude who's singing is Asian, but the singing voice is Donny Osmond. But this yeah. is one of those times where I'm like, I don't care because it actually sounds really good. Um, oh, here it comes. Anything else to say about this one? We did have Jackie Chan, I think, doing the Chinese dub of this song. Yes. I will say Jackie Chan did sing. And who knew Jackie Chan could sing? Jackie Chan can do everything. He really can. <laughs> and, he met, and he met Spielberg, apparently. Exactly. I mean, I, I, you can't say anything. Yeah. Um, all right. I have to fast forward to that bit. As a coursing river With all the force of a great typhoon With all the strength of a raging fire Mysterious as the dark side of the moon So theatrical. It is absolutely ridiculous. And again, a missed opportunity to put it in the new live action Mulan, but I didn't even see that one and I won't. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. Okay. Uh, my next one, number seven, coming at you. Will come to 
sand. Come on, give this to me. You can't go wrong with any song in <laughs> This was a close, so this just barely made it because I also I almost had Tarzan in mine too. I almost put on um look through look through my eyes from um Brother Bear. I love that song. And Phil Collins's um contribution well, on my way in there too but i couldn't find it <laughs> phil collins contribution to um disney movies is undeniable you have to give it to because he needs one if he doesn't have one well here's the thing people sh shit this is a i'll put the expletive deleted on this one but um um they shit on phil collins so much but look at this as much as you hate in the air tonight, he's got um, something happened on the way to heaven. He's got in one more night. He's got um, you know a handful of songs, you know, uh, Invisible Touch and Land of Confusion for Genesis, and then he's got these songs. I mean, and he gave Rosie O'Donnell a song. Like she's like, I want a song, and he wrote this. You're just doing a dub a doo a doo the whole time, and she's like, Oh, I love it. Yeah, why not? You know what I mean? Like. Go to humming song. Yeah, now it should be humming song. Um, but um, <laughs> and also, I people can come at me. Tarzan rocks on animal in Animal Kingdom was the greatest stage production ever on Disney property. I will. I I've talked to Chris Rose about this. That I that will be the hill I die on because not many people agree with me. But I love that show, and this was a brilliant moment because this was the moment when. Uh, uh, um, uh, Tarzan flew into the into the, from the audience down uh, down onto the stage. Like, come on, come on. Number six. Again, um, I see the light is almost that lullaby love song that you didn't realize you needed. Um, that's it. That's I, remember, I remember being a year late on um, Tangled. I was so late. <laughs> but I love the song and so much so that I actually learned how to sing the male part like on pitch and perfect. And I can sing the, the male part. It's actually really easy, but I, I love this song. Um, so beautiful and just the context of the scene that it's sung in yeah. i want to talk about cultural revolutions and resets everybody was doing lanterns after this one came out <laughs> for good reason yeah. it's beautiful yeah it's yeah. so lovely so sweet so romantic. and as far as like disney love ballads go i'd venture to say that it's probably the best it's one of the best in terms of actual ballads that the two characters yeah, purposely sing I, I, to each other. I yeah, too many others right off the top of my head besides like a whole new world. That's the um, only one. And funny enough, and I, I'm not not a spoiler for the rest of the thing, a whole new world did not make either one of our lists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was is, trying to maybe put it in there, but 
it's it's a song. It's nothing like too too special. Yeah, yeah. The only the only the only Aladdin song that almost made the list. I do have an Aladdin song in there, but the only one that almost made the list was "Proud of Your Boy." But technically, it's not in the movie. So, if I ever go back to Disney like shows, like Broadway shows, that'll probably be on the list. But yeah, I almost um, had Aladdin in there. Um, yeah. I'm liking you almost have that one in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this this is a great one, and you're right. There's not many like duet. Yes, there we go. Songs, yeah, yeah. Or like like love duets. Last I see the light, and it's like the fog is lifted. And at last I see the light. Love tangents. <laughs> Number six for me. up with Mary Poppins so much so that I can't remember a moment in my life when um, I didn't know of Mary Poppins or know the story or know the songs um, so much so that um, it's on a previous episode that I mentioned that Mary Poppins would probably be one of the first actual like Disney movies I would probably show my son um, he does he has seen the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh but to me that's not a movie it's like different stories yeah yeah mind. so like when he's ready to see a movie movie like straight through i want to show him this one i think he will love I think it's a good one to start with. this one but yeah feed the birds always i can't listen to it and not cry because it's so beautiful just the idea of you're giving someone who needs not you know topics can be symbolism uh it can be <laughs> for something else but it's it yeah. but it really is just doing that extra bit of kindness doing that extra thing and wanting to do it for someone who, who needs it you know you know and it turns out that the woman who played the the beggar woman in the in the movie was an old friend of walt disney like an old family family friend and he had a limo treated her like an absolute princess came down to the set and made sure everything was good like it's like he gave that little bit of extra kindness to this woman playing this, this role yeah I'm never gonna unthink of that every time I see that now. Exactly, exactly. You know, so, um, and again, I've mentioned before, Mary, Mary Poppins, one of my favorite movies of all time. One of my favorite movies. Oh, not, the phone cases, Mary Poppins yeah, on it. Not just Disney movies, just overall movies, like mm -hmm. top, top, top movie. Um, all right, let's move on to number five. We're in the top five list of our lists. Manuel. <laughs> You had to make it in there at least once. I'm the strong one. I'm not nervous. I'm as tough as the crust of the earth is. 
I move mountains, I move churches, and I glow cause I know what my worth is. I don't ask how hard the work is Got a rough and destructible surface Diamonds and platinum I find on my platinum I take what I'm handed I break what's demanded but Okay, so this is surface pressure from uh, Encanto I was absolutely jamming when I heard this for the first time My whole thing, I just knew it was going to be a hit from like the first part I love it I will say, this is this is my least favorite song from Encanto, which is it's it's right next to the Family Madrigal. I don't care for either one of those songs. I don't know why. Actually, but it's more of like an introductory, forward song than an exposition. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like. I feel like it's Lynn in in, in um, indulging in what he wants to do on his own without that's also valid w- without like thinking about creating an original sound for the characters, you know. That is also kind of a critique I had. Is some of the sounds of the songs don't really fit the world of the movie too much. Yeah. Like it, while this is on its own a bop in the context of the movie, it was almost a little bit taking me out. Uh, just because the sound was so modern, like poppy yeah. almost. Very. Yeah. Um, the family magical has a little bit because of the um, accordion, and even waiting, uh, waiting for a miracle, and um, the the Colombian song that begin. You know, there are, there are moments in those in that show in that movie that like I love the songs, especially like the two butterfly, Oscar nominated song is beautiful but there's so many moments that i'm kind of like ooh, i feel like this is lynn just like like i like lynn saying to himself i just did hamilton i need to top myself and not thinking of the character you know like trying to trying to give this character her own shiny moment but i don't think it was warranted i just thoroughly enjoy the rhyme patterns um and also, somebody did like a musical analysis on like the undertones yeah. of the song, and every time you hear her say like "fresh," you can almost hear it like sizzling, like a pressure release. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I then, think yeah. from like the oh pressure to her, if I could just relax, that would be nice. But I can. Yeah. I will say that it was genius to have the donkeys dancing through the animated bit. I, I do like that. Um, okay. So, also, amazing vocalist, too. Yes. Um, um, amazing character of singing while actually singing good. Yes, Jessica Dar- uh, Darrow. Um, br- brilliant, brilliant sound. Yes, absolutely. I, agree. I, give, her, I give her full marks on that. Absolutely. Um, okay, now my number five coming at you. And this is the original. Tale as old as time. True as it can be. So funny quick story, my um when we had the Christmas tree up, my mother had given me a Beauty and the Beast um, 
ornament and it and you pressed a button and it played part of the song and my son loved it like he kept pressing the button wanting the music to play and then and then obviously the battery ran out so we couldn't play anymore so i one morning i i said well do you want to see the clip so i pulled out the thing and i showed him the clip and he loved it so it made me be like oh he's he's gonna love these movies so i'm really happy Pain and the Beast, one of my favorite love stories of all time. It's, yeah, I love this movie. I love the score. I love the story. It's, it was the first time, because I have, you have to, you have to remember, um, I was a little too young for Little Mermaid when that came out. So this was like, I went to see this movie and it was the first time I didn't feel weird about like, going to a movie that wasn't like a quote-unquote guy's movie. It kind of broke the barrier to just enjoy a movie for a movie for me. And it was the first time I really understood that you could go and see a movie that wasn't necessarily your type of movie and that it could break it could break the barriers. Um, and the fact that Howard Ashman did this so brilliantly and he didn't even live to see the, the, the final piece if, again if anyone hasn't seen it on disney plus go and watch howard the documentary it's a brilliant documentary yeah oh angela lansbury's voice <laughs> calming a wholesome energy from the song i am probably not going to end up getting married and that's okay but if i ever do <laughs> this is the first dance song <laughs> So, so, self-wedding. So, 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 <laughs> whoever ends up being uh, Meg, you're watching right now. If you're listening, I know. If you, if you, if Meg, Amy future, Adams, if you're listening, <laughs> if if Meg's future partner is out there listening, um, she said it right here. I, I will be the first. I will be the first one to say I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's my choice. So, it's okay. no, I know it's your choice, but I'm saying I'm sorry for your for your partner for your person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being a friend. I'm looking out for you. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. I had a friend like you. <laughs> uh, no, but you haven't. But be my guest. Mademoiselle, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as the dining room proudly presents your dinner. B. Our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot hors d'oeuvre, why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing. So again, Beauty and the Beast, this is a great list song, a great food song so and it's relate it's relatable because i uh, someone once told me it's relatable because we all still eat food <laughs> meg talk to me about this one i if you couldn't tell i love the big production value songs and so this is definitely one of those um it's catchy it's vibey it's dancey um clever it's just like punny clever um and it's, it's cemented its place in like the culture of disney like everyone knows be our guest <laughs> and again look watch the howard ashman documentary because there is footage of um jerry orbach and angela lansbury recording this 
Oh, I will. It's, um, it's to die for. Like I wish, I wish you someone. I wish someone would just release the footage of them. That just, I don't care how long it is. Like six hours of a recording session. I watched that shit more than even watching the Beatles uh, documentary. I will watch it. I don't just put it as one whole file, and I will watch the shit out of that movie. That, that, that these uh, performers definitely cared and had fun while they yes. were. Yeah. And we're and we're aptly directed by Howard Ashman. Like Howard Ashman was very specific about what he wanted. Um and the performance it works very well. Yeah, and the performers wanted to get it right. That's the amazing thing too. Yeah. It is it's classic Disney. Absolutely. I love it. Um, there was this uh, oh, it was so funny. It was going viral on TikTok a couple of months ago of um, these like high school kids doing like a 48 hour production of Beauty and the Beast. Wow. Uh, and the guy playing Lumiere just did not know the words. And so he just kept making things up and pulling things in, losing lines, dropping lines, trying to catch himself. Oh. And it was one of the funniest things. And he, he was the one that posted it. He's like, haha, look at me making fun of myself i'm so funny and it went absolutely wild on tiktok i, I can just imagine howard ashman rolling in his grave <laughs> the poor man <laughs> um okay coming up with number four for me i just made something unexpected something sharp something new it's not symmetrical or perfect but it's beautiful and it's mine what else can I do? Bring it in, bring it in. Good job. Bring it in, bring it in. Okay. As much as I give Encanto shit, I guess. Um, I love this song. I don't know what it is. Maybe, again, maybe it's my Spanish heritage, my Hispanic heritage that this speaks the most to me. I do love... Um, um, we don't talk about Bruno. I do like that. And I do like... Um, um all of us the last song the great great tunes it brings it makes me cry every time but this is just such a such a jam i love this just yeah yeah i've i've jammed out in my car to this one driving yeah. around sometimes i know and again this one moment um hold on i'll, I'll... Can I deliver us a river of thunder? Careful, it's carnivorous. A little just won't do. I want to feel the shiver of something. That moment of, um, I love that, like, change of, of beat. It's it, it sounds, it's very Gloria Estefan to me. It really is. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God, I love this song. All right. Um, coming up with number three for me. Here we go. Maybe he's right. Maybe there is something the matter with me. <laughs> I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you think, sure, she's got everything. 
I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's its and what's its galore. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. Okay, part of your world. Part of Um. As much as you rewatched all of your movies and your Mary Poppins and Beauty and the Beasts, that was a little mermaid for me <laughs> as a child. I would pop in that VHS on my old little antenna TV and it would play and I'd sit on the ground on my living room floor with my dinner and I would just watch The Little Mermaid over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and the song is just childhood nostalgia, pure pleasantry. Disney vibes all the way. And it is also just a great female solo song. Yes. Like it's a great length. Um, it's not like a belty piece or anything like that. It doesn't go in on like the power of it, more of the simple subtlety. Yeah. But it's so heartfelt and beautiful. I, again, uh, going into the Howard Ashman documentary, he discusses the fact that he doesn't want to doesn't want her to go for like um Mariah, Mar Mariah Carey or anything yeah I have seen the footage of her um recording the song and them directing her yeah because he talks about the intensity of not being showy but keeping it all inside and wanting I mean that's a brilliant direction to give any woman uh doing this kind of thing yeah my my wife this was very funny so my wife was not a um Disney person growing up. She she was actually conceived of Disney, as she tells me, but she um, she wasn't big on Disney. They didn't go to Disney. They went to Disneyland like once, but um, she wasn't big on Disney when she was growing up. So when um, we've been married a year and so we had planned um, our one year anniversary would be we'd go to Disney together, Disney World. And um, we had a block party. Obviously, we haven't had it in a while because of COVID and restrictions, but um, we do karaoke. I have to remind you next time you're, uh, we do this because I want uh, you'll be, be here. Um, but but we do a block party and we do like karaoke and all that kind of stuff. And um, the song she got up, her last song she got up to sing was Part of Your World. And she said, I'm singing this directly to Matt and oh. saying, I want to be part of your Disney world. And it was wonderful. It completely brought oh. a brand new um feelings of the of the piece to me and so I, I love that um i do however love the reprise much better because she does then belt and go up high and yeah and the classic her coming off coming off the rock, off and the, the rock. Yeah. that's iconic that's and, and i'm and, I, and i'm telling you rob marshall if you're listening, um, if that moment is not in the live action, I don't want, I don't even want to watch it. I don't even want to That's see what you have. Yeah. I will edit it in myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my uh, uh, number three is coming at you. Get ready. Sherry's out, he had a thousand tails. Master you in luck, cause up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now, it's heavy ammunition in your can. You got some punch, damn! Got who and how, say all you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Lamster, what will your pleasure be? Friend Like Me, sung by the 
amazing Robin Williams. You can't get better. Yeah. This is yeah. This is quintessential Disney. This is quintessential Robin Williams, and this is and I will. I think I've said this before. This is my wife's favorite Disney movie ever she loves aladdin and we actually quote it multiple times like sometimes we're we're in the middle of like uh grocery shopping or something and i say something and she'll say your line is you're gonna get the rice anytime you know <laughs> we, you know or she'll say i can't believe it i'm losing to a rug um you know just random asides that we have um but um i love i love friend like me i love i love this such mm -hmm. cab calloway and I really wish I could have seen Ron Williams do this like on stage. This would have been amazing for him to do on stage. Um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Robin. Yeah. I miss him. I was watching the Robots movie from Blue Sky the other day. <laughs> and put it on Hulu when I was watching it for nostalgia. But even still, gave the performance of his lifetime yeah. to be a robot. <laughs> Bicentennial Man? Is that the one? Uh, the robots movie? Like robots? Oh, robot. Oh, okay. I thought you I thought you were talking about the one that he was a robot. Was oh, no, no, no. Animated movies. Sky Productions. Oh, okay. okay. Has not yet been acquired by Disney, but just wait. It'll get there eventually. It, it'll get there. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, makes number two. We're in the last couple here. So here we go. Home stretch. upon the star is the ultimate disney song the quintessential hands down hands down it was my number one until i decided to take it off <laughs> <laughs> i almost had it as number one i probably should have now that i think about it i should probably yeah. switch my one and two it's okay uh, quintessential disney the vintage vibes just in the voice it's just yep. vintage his whole song the old days and and now being like a professional songwriter it's amazing to me to think that someone sat down and wrote this for the first time like oh i don't know how this is going to sound or it's going to sound good like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be brilliant it's going to be brilliant shut up <laughs> yeah so um yeah quintessential disney disney got everybody wishing in stars yeah I was about to say, I still do sometimes too. <laughs> um, okay, so my uh, my number two um, is not uh, 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 that particular song. Um, funny enough, my so I've been doing this all on Spotify, uh, Chris Rose, and um, so, so that way I don't have to deal with the ads on. Um, they want a break from the ads <laughs> on you on YouTube, but there are a couple songs that are not on. Uh, um, on Spotify for whatever reason. So this is one. All right, this is my number two coming at you. Sign it. Every 
Okay, so Ever After, again, this is from Enchanted. This is Carrie Underwood singing. I love this movie. I can't explain how much I love this movie. And I love just the idea that this is, this is the ending of a love story. We just want to get to Ever After. Now, granted, I am a person who, believe, who doesn't believe in endings and that things keep going and that, you know, it just doesn't end. But this is a great sentiment to be like, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep trying for that Ever After. And so it's it, my it's the only time I think my pessim, pessimistic side takes a quick break. Um, so I'm not sure. <laughs> This is in, in the actual movie, yeah. I thought I thought it was one of those credit songs at first. Like, no, it's 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 played when Morgan. One? Yeah, when they go shopping. Yeah, I've only ever seen the movie. I love it. I should be. Yeah, yeah, and then I think they play it at the very very end after Idina Menzel and um, Jason Marsden go back into um, um, Arcadia or whatever whatever the place is called i can't remember uh, so um yes all right so that so now we are on our number one list now i will say number one for both of us is from the same movie mm. it is from the same movie all right here's the first one here we go Okay, first of all, greatest opening of a Disney movie ever. 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 End of discussion. End of discussion. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just that black screen, and then all of a sudden you hear Nazi with you, and then the sun Everybody is knows what you're in for as soon as you hear that first power entry. Yeah. Boom. The complex harmonies. Chorus singing, the content, the music, the atmosphere, the mood, the tone, everything yeah. makes it the perfect opening song and the perfect quintessential Disney. Everybody yeah. knows it. Yeah. And I do have to say, I like um, uh, Carmen Twe uh, Tweely's um, vocals a little bit better than Elton John. I, I get why he did his own version of Circle of Life because it's a pop song and that's how he wrote it. But I like her vocals a little bit better. And then throwing in Le Boheme, um doing the, the background stuff. And I mean, just that chorus and and the, the, the everything building up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mark Mancina and uh, Hans Zimmer did their job with taking Elton John's tune and just being like, you know, smacking the audience across the face like ah. like this is going to be one of the greatest movies you've ever seen in your life absolutely absolutely and uh, even the transfer over to broadway is almost the exact same song sung in the exact same way it is it that is the it gives me chills it, it is the only difference is it's rafiki's character she's singing it and i love it's a woman singing it i love that yeah videos all the time like cast the lion king does a flash mob on planes and airports and they're all just so talented and so good yeah oh. so so with that being the, the 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 opening of the of the movie um i know meg is probably sitting there going i wonder what 
the other song is? What 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 could top that opening? Guess what? It's the closing song. Hey. Oh. <laughs> King of Pride Rock is by none my favorite, favorite um, uh, 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 moment in that, especially Simba walking slowly, the rain coming on him, walking slowly up Pride Rock, and you just watch everyone looking up, and you just hear that, and in the Broadway version, it's even more epic because they extend that moment even further to just like keep going kind of thing. And it's it's absolutely um, um, jaw-dropping. And it, it, for all the limitations, I shouldn't say limitations, but, but for all like the, on Broadway, the, the flaws in the book and the flaws in the score, the opening and the closing numbers make up for everything that's happened, as well as Julie Taymor's artistry of like building those moments up and that and that music and letting Hans Zimmer just be like, again, you've watched this entire movie. I'm gonna slap you across the face one last time to wake you up. If you remind me that this is the best movie, yeah, remind <laughs> you that this is the greatest movie you've ever seen in your life. Um, and I've heard it done in I haven't not personally, but I've heard it in concert when when it starts and there are tears in the audience i've seen it when they go when the camera pans across the audience it's just like oh my god oh my god what it's you know. that emotional core of your brain absolutely absolutely that um drop is in every like disney emotional mashup video that i've ever seen. <laughs> it starts off like with that beat and, the, and those drums you know the back drums of following because it it because it also um mirrors um, him walking like it's brilliant um, alright so that's our list our top 10 Disney list we've there's missed a t- list to make. there's we, so many Disney songs there's so many more we missed there's so many ones we haven't we didn't even get a chance to talk about you know Brother Bear has a ton of songs that we didn't talk about there's the Robin Hood song which I will say uh, Oodle Lally almost made my list but I had played it almost before. made mine too yeah, yeah. Oodle Lally um, but I, I, I spoke about it earlier in a different podcast episode so it will we'll talk about Robin Hood at some point but uh, even the Aristocats my wife loves I almost had Everybody Wants to Be a Cat Everybody Wants to Be a Cat I like the extended version I love everybody you know that kind of ragtime bit yeah I've um, heard electro swing remixes of that where they put it in like a modern hip hoppy almost I heard one I heard that too yeah 
Yeah, there's, a, there's actually, um, back in turn of the century of 2000, they put out a Disney Disney mix. I can't, you can't find it. It was on, only on cassette, but it was a, a, um, a techno version of all the songs. So it was like, uh, it was like Macarena version of Tiki Room. So it was like a guy being like, do the Macarena in the Tiki Room, uh, you know, and all the stuff. I know what you're talking about. Do you? Oh my God, it's so yeah. funny. I, I, it's Not on that I find it. No, it's on YouTube. You can if someone someone put them all on YouTube and I have I have it saved. I'll send you the uh, the link. Um, I feel like yeah. I remember that at some point. But anyway, so this was our list. Um, Meg, thank you again for oh, stopping oh. by and talking talking all things Disney. We'll have you on again, oh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and you thank you. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And thank you so much for listening. Uh, what songs yeah. did we did we miss? Email me at matthew.garland@gmail.com. Check out old episodes of of this show also check out i was plugging in but mass mouse fans with my friend chris rose and myself also check out the movie critics a web series season two is starting to really take stride and, and it's going to be a regular thing i kind of fell off of it for almost a year so i've been sitting on it but it will come back and there are new episodes coming forward so that will be a lot of fun and um thank you so much be kind to each other be nice no violence um let's take down the guns and please please take care of yourselves and take care of your family. All right, let's have let's have something pull us out. Come on. to never have to worry about the way your body looks ever again. Hi, I'm Jackie, body image expert, confidence coach, and owner of Confident Girl Hotline. We are here to help you heal the relationship you have with your body by healing the trauma in your body that has been inflicted upon you by the diet and wellness industry. We do this through somatic healing. We are running one-on-one -on -one sessions virtually group classes, and even doing workshops for both adult women and teen girls. Please check us out at www.confidentgirlhotline.com. We're also on Instagram and TikTok.